Wisdom. The final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1083 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday's trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer your questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask Dad or Gramps questions about many areas of life. We may mix it up a bit on our Friday episodes, but we'll strive to keep them down to earth and enjoyable. If you do have any questions that you would like to ask Gramps, please email guthrie at wisdom-trek.com. Each day we are faced with a bombardment of decisions and choices that we have to make. It is not easy to make sure that we are making wise choices. Our Ask Gramps question today is a continuation from last week. So if you did not listen to last week's Friday podcast or read the Wisdom Journal for that day, I would suggest going back and listening to it first. So the question for last week and again this week is, Hey Gramps, when you come to decision points in life and there are a multitude of choices to make, how do you make sure that you are making wise choices, especially when there are several good options? So today's lesson is... How to Make Wise Choices, Part 2 We do make hundreds of choices each day. Some choices are spontaneous and of little consequence, like which coffee mug we might choose that morning to drink from. Other decisions carry a much greater weight of significance, like choosing the person that you might marry. In either extreme or in any decision in between, learning how to make wise choices is a life skill for every believer and servant of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, doing God's will is really a matter of making the right choices on a consistent and daily basis, even the small choices. So let's continue from last week. After we have invested time on our own, with God to seek His will, it is helpful and wise to run our decisions and thought process by other godly people. Godly and wise counsel can help us to avoid any short-sightedness or naivety and to help us consider alternative options that may exist. If we are afraid or unwilling to hear anyone else's opinion on a matter, it could be that our motives are impure. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 tells us, Unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. If you are hesitant to ask the opinion of others, search your heart and understand your motives. When evaluating choices, it is a good practice to see if any of our options are contrary to the Bible's description of wisdom. James chapter 3 verse 17 gives us a great definition of biblical wisdom. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Comparing our decisions to the description of wisdom, we can ask ourselves, is this choice pure, peace-loving, gentle, submissive, Merciful, good, does it show favoritism, and is it sincere? 
Anytime we cannot answer yes to any one of these characteristics, we need to raise a red flag. We can do a similar evaluation using the other list of Bible qualities. For example, we can decipher if our decision is loving by reviewing it against the description of love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4-7. through We can evaluate whether our decision is in harmony with the Holy Spirit by analyzing the fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. When we come to a place where our decision is not aligned with scriptures, we need to stop, pray, and ask God to clarify how we need to proceed forward. Our Western, rationally-minded culture highly values logic and reason, and I don't necessarily disagree with this. And while both logic and reason have their place in decision-making, they are not to be to the exclusion of intuition and inclination. What may make us uncomfortable about suggesting that we are using intuition or sensitivity in decision-making is the fear that our lives will be based on a fickle nation of our emotions. I am not suggesting that we do whatever we feel like or not feel like doing, nor am I in any way promoting hedonism and carnality. What I am saying is that we have been wired by God with feelings and sensitivity, and that when guided by the Spirit can be a great asset to one's decision-making process. Take an example of a husband who finds a great deal on a used car and goes to his wife to ask her opinion. She meets with the guy selling the vehicle, sees the car, and afterwards says, I don't know. There's something about this guy I just don't trust. I don't think that we should buy this car. The husband asks, What do you mean? It's a perfectly good car. She responds, Well, I just don't feel right about it. Any man who has been married long enough knows how this story can sadly end. He goes against his wife's intuition, buys the car, and a week later it breaks down. Okay, so you want a biblical reference to support this phenomenon. Consider Pilate's wife. She had a nightmare and tries to convince her husband to have nothing to do with Jesus. Matthew chapter 27 verse 19 tells us, Just then, as Pilate was sitting on a judgment seat, his wife sent him a message. Leave this innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. Well, you know the rest of the story. We'd be foolish to rely solely on our tuition, but just as foolish to ignore it. God desires his people to walk by faith in him and his promises. While God is able to provide us guidance that we need to make wise decision, it is then our responsibility to carry out those actions. We may not have all the facts, figures, or evidence when we move forward. I'm quite sure that Peter didn't crack open a science book before stepping out of the boat onto the water. He obeyed what the Lord told him to do by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 explains, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith decisions require that we rely on the faithfulness of God. When we step out to do something that we're not quite sure will work out, we are in essence saying, God, I trust you no matter what happens. God is honored by such courage. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Knowing what to do is good. Knowing when and how to do it is even better. At times the Lord reveals his will for us, but we either move too slowly in response or too hastily. Ideally, we do God's will in his timing. Otherwise, we may indeed miss his will. In fact, doing what God wants prematurely or late can be disastrous. So how do we know we are in God's timing? Well, the first thing to do is to pray. 
God help me to do whatever activity or venture in your perfect timing. Secondly, ask yourself and God what the next right step should be. Then simply do the next right thing. Most big decisions are made up of many smaller other ones on the way. If you are planning a short-term mission trip, the first thing you may do is write a support letter. That might determine whether you go. If you are planning to stay overseas for a considerable amount of time, the first thing you might research is the country or places that you could potentially go. Also, be sensitive on how God will lead you to do what He has called you to do. At times, when we get a sense that God is telling us what to do, we too quickly start out based on how we think it should come instead of waiting on the Lord for His provision and plan to unfold. Again, start by praying. God, show me the way that you want to accomplish this through me. Doing things God's way will save us time, money, and energy, not to mention the avoidance of many hassles and heartaches. The wisest decisions that we will ever make are done in obedience to God. Abraham obeyed God by bringing his only son as a sacrificial offering. God faithfully brought him a sacrifice and then promised to bless Abraham abundantly. This story is found in Genesis chapter 22, verses 16 through 18. In fact, obedience and blessings are so closely knit together, they might as well be Siamese twins. For the nation of Israel, their blessings were directly tied to their obedience. We find this in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2. While the idea of blessing is most appealing, the risk and fear factor that many of us face when looking to obey God seems overwhelming. After all, who wants to put their son on the chopping block? For this reason, obedience to God can only take place when we truly trust the Lord with all of our hearts. The more we trust God, the easier it becomes to obey Him. The reverse also works. The more we are willing to obey God, the more we will learn to trust Him. This reminds me of a refrain from the famous hymn, Trust and Obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Even when it's our heart's desire to make wise choices to do God's will, we inevitably will fail from time to time. Instead of beating ourselves up for making mistakes, since Jesus has already took our punishment for sins, we need to learn from our mistakes and failures. We need to move on. In order to become wise decision makers, it's imperative to be of a moldable, teachable spirit. Any form of stubbornness or pride will prove to be the downfall even of those who seek to make wise choices. When we do make mistakes, we need to confess them to the Lord, asking His forgiveness, and not allow the enemy to condemn us. And you can read 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, 1 John chapter 3, verse 20, and Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Let us not forget to learn from our successes as well. I have heard it said, God gets the glory, you get the encouragement. That is one statement that has provided me with a lot of freedom. Of course, only God deserves glory and credit, Romans chapter 16, verse 27, but each of us needs to humbly receive the encouragement of others, of God, and even ourselves, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And why limit our learning to only our own life experiences when there are so many others to learn from, including hundreds of Bible characters who either blew it, made it, or did both, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and Romans chapter 15, verse 4. As we study the Word of God, we can prayerfully ask the Lord to give us wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 explains this. We can also gain understanding from the lives of God's people who have gone before us. Someday, let us hope that others will look at the story of our lives and also learn to make wise choices that glorifies God. 
This is the whole concept about living a legacy each day. That will wrap up our study on how to make wise choices. Join us again next Friday for another question on our Ask Ramp episode. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on what is most important in life. So encourage your friends and family to join us, and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,082 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your mentor, your guide, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, then to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.